0: God has blessed me with and our family with as well, in spite of the devil. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, the prayer. Devotional Memorial Family Evangelistic Service Family Members My Beloved Welcome to the Standing Between the Living and the Dead service, Uh, shall we pray. Holy Father God in heaven, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, We praise you and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We praise you and we thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. Hallowed be your name. Uh, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, we individually hopefully, collectively, confess our sins as Christians, for you made it very clear to us that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins as believers and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Lord, help the people here and the people out there who name the name of Christ Uh, To be honest with you because you know all about it. And help them to confess their sins. Help them to tell the truth about their sins and to agree with you how wrong it is. That's all you want us to do, to acknowledge our evil and wrongdoing. And to agree with you that it is wrong and put it away. I praise you and thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. I praise you and thank you for all of the miracles that you have performed for us and answer prayer and Holy Father God I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and thank you for leading me to pray this way for my wife for over 34 years and others in our family who are religious working in the church and in the ministry but not saved and Lord I pray for the millions of other church members who serve faithfully but they're not saved they're not born again Uh, it is a performance and evidently there's a serious problem problem in the church today uh, where most people in the church today are probably not saved So open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and save their souls. I thank you that my wife is here working in the ministry right now as I speak. And uh, I pray that she would humble herself before you. And uh, examine herself and see whether or not she be in the faith for herself. And Lord... I pray that she will uh, truly believe in you and repent, and be the true Christian woman filled with your Holy Spirit that you want her to be. She's she's lost her opportunity now that all of her children are grown by your grace, raised by me, and uh, I insisted on her doing the dirty work jobs, and uh, her children are grown and are on their way, all of them, all seven. You gave her many years to be a good mother and a good wife in front of her children. She refused to do so. And so, for some strange reason, Lord, you started to move upon my heart to pray about this publicly. Some stuff is already public, written by her own hands. And so, this is not far-fetched. And, Lord, I thank you for how you blessed my children. Thank you for the joy and the privilege and the blessing of being to raise all seven of them uh, to uh, what is the American age of adulthood. Most of them way past that. And so Lord, I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for that. What a privilege, what a blessing. But I thank you most of all for what you led me and my seven children to do, in uh, reaching the world with the gospel, and uh, reaching the world in multiple ways, as you gave me a strategy, every which way and by any means necessary. And Lord, look what you have done, look what you have wrought, And now I come to the place where I can hear from you in my spirit that you have uh, kept the faith. You have fought a good fight. And now the time of your departure is at hand at least to another country where they do not tolerate the demonic foolishness of homosexuality homosexual marriage, so-called, and all of the demonic chaos that has come from it. As I have warned uh, the church and the country for many years, even before all of this full-blown foolishness happened. And you led me to predict it, and now we're on the verge of being destroyed. And so, like Lot, Lord, you want me to uh, get out of here. A place that I love, particularly where I am right now, I love very much. A place that I can go out at any time of the day. I don't see people hanging out on the corner. Uh, It's peaceful and quiet. 24 hours a day, seven days a week in my neighborhood. Beautiful night sky, beautiful daytime sky, beautiful weather, I don't want to leave. But Lord, uh, the way I preach, I will be in jail soon. And there are people out there right now trying to uh, persecute me and trying to even turn certain ones against me uh, the Judases of my life and so Lord I pray that you'll pave the way for me uh, to move from this beautiful place that I love that has changed so much over the years and have left your Bible behind, have left you behind and have cast your Holy Word behind their backs. Uh, Thank you for giving me the privilege to be a prophet to the church and to the nation and to the world. And By your grace, once I get set up someplace else, Lord, I'll be I'll continue to preach, but not every day unless you lead me to do so. Now, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell, the satanic demonic spirits of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, out of my wife's life and out of the lives of other people in our family who have that problem, On both sides of the family. And Lord, uh, in churches that name the name of Christ, groups, ministries, that name the name of Christ around the world, for like the coronavirus plague and the monkeypox plague and other plagues, it is a the Judas spirit, the Jezebel spirit, the Sanballat spirit, the Tobias spirit, spreads and has spread, uh, Lord, across the church landscape and then into American society and around the world. You have been very gracious, very merciful, and very patient with us, but even today in the news uh, people talk casually about blowing this country up and other countries up that have followed this country in the demonic foolishness and evil that we see today. Even today, Lord, in Dallas, Texas for so-called Pride Week little children, not only have little children sat under transvestites men dressed as women in libraries and in elementary schools. Now, they're taking the children inside the homosexual bars and have the children giving dollar bills to men dressed as women dancing on the stage with them. Holy Father, God, work a divine miracle and get me out of here as quickly as possible. By your grace and by your mercy, Uh, for the church pastors did not listen, the church so-called leaders did not listen. And look at the mess we're in today where they are intentionally up there on the stage dancing with RuPaul, a man uh, who claims to be a woman dressed up like a woman. Lord, uh, in the words of your servant Dr. David Jeremiah, I thought I would never see the day. And many of the pastors who were warned, uh, they didn't see this coming. They thought it would be another group of sinners joining the church, like the divorced and remarried without any grounds. that they have accepted in the church, which is just as wicked or almost as wicked. And so they have no, they don't have a a foot to stand on, a leg to stand on, to try to deny somebody else when we have done such wickedness as having a ministry called divorce care when we should have a ministry called marriage care. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I know our sweet evangelical, Methodist, Baptist, Charismatics, Presbyterians don't like to hear this, for they have been blinded by the devil and darkness. And sad to say, some of our church leaders, so-called, are caught up in this foolishness, and these sins, and these abominations themselves, and they know it, and so they dare not say anything, lest they be on YouTube, and exposed on YouTube. Some pastors have paid money not to be exposed on YouTube. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would indeed rebuke and bind our enemy the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. From the minds and hearts of the people here and the minds and hearts of people in churches everywhere and in this world Give us sweet victory, Lord, today over the world, the flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving around the world. Comfort them as only you can, draw them to yourself for salvation as only you can. Grant me, Holy Father God, your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit Uh, to read your Holy Word, to understand it, to comprehend it, to obey it, to love it, to cherish it, to apply it to uh, our lives, to preach your Holy Gospel, to preach your whole counsel that others may come to know your Savior. Prepare us all who are saved for your second coming and help us to serve you until you come. Help us to occupy until you come. Please receive all glory to yourself by your might, your power, and lift up your Holy Son by your might and power. Thank you, Lord, again. For the millions and many and manifold blessings you have bestowed upon me. Thank you for this great journey that I would have never called myself to. But thank you for calling me to it. Thank you for allowing me to finish it. And to do what you have called me and equipped me to do. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I hope you had a great Lord's Day. If you're saved, I hope you took communion yesterday. Even if you had to do it at home Because you did not want to go to the church building and the church building was closed down Always remember God started the church in homes And I Predicted years ago that we were going to return to the homes and we did And in the words of the elegant Jamal Bryant. Uh, you tried it and you liked it. And now you can. Worship God with pajamas on. And eating some Fruit Loops. It is a beautiful thing. We have found out. My beloved that. Quite frankly, going to church for many people uh, has not been beneficial uh, because of the hypocrisy, because of the entertainment factor, because of boys with white gloves on and white face miming in the church. A slow way of turning them into effeminates. Homosexual pastors, swinging pastors and swinging wives, pastors' wives, Uh, a big old hodgepodge of trying to get the hookup for Sunday afternoon sex. More sin going on in the church than in the streets. And you could like it or lump it or choke on it. It doesn't matter. That has been proven. Rape. Child molestation, murder, multiple sexual assaults by pastors, preachers, it's in the newspaper. We have a church in Jacksonville, Florida that has a man as its pastor who has been uh, accused by 44 women of sexual assault is a convicted child molester and is registered as a child molester I say let the little children come to Jesus not sit under a demon-possessed pastor And then right down the street in Jacksonville, Florida, a church that covered up his evil, wicked ways and sins. First Baptist Church of Jacksonville, Florida. Mount Ararat Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida is where this pastor is supposed to be the pastor at right now. And then right down the street from there is so-called Celebration Church and they're doing everything but celebrating because the former pastor is suing them very deeply in, 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 in spite of the Holy Word of God that tells saints not to sue each other and that Before the unjust, people who are not even saved. You got judges who are not saved, judging on church issues, lawyers defending you and they're not even born again. Why? Because the church is accusing him of this demonic foolishness that has gone on in churches over the past twenty to thirty years. The past is and his wife are like a king and queen and uh, the church folks are supposed to bow down to them and cater to their every whim and every need. This pastor is accused by the Celebration Church, their former pastor, the man who started the church, accused of having calling people in the church to go down to the liquor store to buy him some liquor because he doesn't want to go to the liquor store. He doesn't want to be seen in the liquor store. No, no, it, don't, it doesn't work that like that, sir. And that's what many pastors do. They use their church members to go to the liquor store because there's some things you can't get at the grocery store. And then they play the hypocrite and act like they don't drink and, and, and they're totally against it and tell you not to drink uh, wine and they drink it themselves when it's perfectly fine to do so according to the Holy Scriptures, as long as you do it in moderation. And so let me take this opportunity to tell all pastors and pastor's wives If you drink wine, which is perfectly fine, you know it is. As long as you do it in moderation. You go get it yourself. Don't send your church members, pastor, pastor's wife. I drink wine with my meals. One of the best health things I've ever done. I highly recommend it for some of you uh, uptight pastors. And you uptight pastors wives, which some of y'all, as I've already told you and predicted and knew, uh, half of you already doing it, but you don't you don't tell anybody, you tell your people not to do it, but you do it. Jesus didn't hide when he made wine out of water, water. He did it publicly. And it was the best wine anybody ever tasted in the history of the world. Oh, that was grape juice some independent Baptists and Southern Baptists say. That was not grape juice, man. They could have gone out in the backyard and made grape juice. It's easy to produce grape juice. Get some uh, women into the vat. You stomp, stomp, stomp. And you got grape juice. Wine takes time. It's a different process. So stop lying on Jesus. He made it publicly and had some. They called him, they accused him of being a wine winebibber. Like some of my Southern Baptist Sweet Evangelicals, and my Independent Baptists called me a wine winebibber. <laughs> no, if you're going to drink it, you get it yourself. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't send your church members to do something you think is sinful you 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 uh feel like it's something you can't go do you hypocrite and then you act like in front of them you don't drink any wine and you got your stash at the house and at the office you lying devil you go get it there's nothing wrong with it It's a part of your grocery package. Anyway, my beloved, we have a very busy day today. And by the grace of God, uh, I'll be preaching again tonight. If the Lord tarries this coming, or this evening rather, and we live, so I must move on. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 556, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day. In chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story, a single true story, non-fiction story, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today we are reading 1st Kings chapter 4 Verses 20 through 29. Shall we pray again? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word. Bless and anoint the reading of it. Help everybody to understand it, comprehend it, and apply it to their lives. For your glory, your praise, and your honor, thank you so much. For John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray and forsake. Amen. One Kings chapter four, verses twenty through twenty nine. Judah and Israel were many as the sand which is by the sea in multitude, eating and drinking and making merry. And Solomon reigned over all kingdoms from the river unto the land of the Philistines and unto the border of Egypt they brought presents and served Solomon all the days of his life. And Solomon's provision for one day was thirty measures of fine flour and three score measures of meal, ten fat oxen and twenty oxen out of the pastures, and an hundred sheep beside harts and roebucks, and fallow deer, and fatted fowl. For he had dominion over all of the region, on this side of the river, from Tifsa even to Azar, over all the kings on this side the river. And he had peace on all sides round about him. And Judah and Israel dwelt safely, every man under his vine, and under his fig tree, from Dan even to Beersheba, all the days of Solomon. And Solomon had forty thousand stalls of horses for his chariots, and twelve thousand horsemen. And those officers provided victual for King Solomon, and for all that came unto King Solomon's table. Every man in his month they lacked nothing. Barley also and straw for the horses and dromedaries brought they unto the place where the officers were every man according to his charge and God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart even as the sand that is on the seashore shall we pray Holy Father God we pray In the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and Lord, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word. Help us to truly meditate on it, your power, how you uh, can work in people's lives if they would pray to you. The wisdom that you will give each and every one of us to do great things for your kingdom, your glory, your praise and honor. Help us to meditate on your holy word, obey your holy word, and apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and for sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, family, friends and foes and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense, podcast episode number 975, where I simply read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, Thus saith the Lord, and give the sense of it, based on an authoritative commentary source, uh, of course with the power and the energy of the Holy Ghost, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew-Henry Commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8 where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book and the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast, my dear friends, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God And the giving of the sense of it, the church, it is my humble prayer and has been my humble prayer, but I must be honest, I think it's too late, would be revived and that the world would be awakened. And I would not say that if the Lord did not give me leeway. But at the same time, I'm human and all things are possible with God. Today, my beloved, we are reading Malachi chapter 3, the last book in the Old Testament, verses 2 through 4. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? for he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 3 verses 2 through 4. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost of God and the help of scholars with the Bible knowledge commentary. With all thy getting get understanding. Holy Father God, grant us the energy, the strength, the unction and the anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word, to understand it and to comprehend it, to love it, to cherish it, to obey it, and to apply it to our lives, and to have a heart and mind to care for others and give them the words of life through preaching the whole counsel of God and through preaching the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that they can be saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake, amen. The day of the Lord will be a day of judgment on the whole world, a day of disaster and death. Later Malachi spoke of this day as coming like fire to burn up the wicked. So the answer to both questions, who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears, is that none of the wicked will endure? The Lord's coming will purify Israel by purging out the wicked. Often the prophet spoke of the day of the Lord in connection with the judgment that would be poured on the nations and would affect Israel's deliverance. Malachi, however, made no mention of the other nations. He concentrated on this day as a time of judgment on Israel especially on the preachers, the priests. And that's where we need judgment today. On the preachers, the pastors, the priests who have failed God and have failed the church and have failed this nation and has failed this world. It's a tragedy of epic proportions. Nobody wants to accept it. Well, you have to accept it because over 50% of them have quit the ministry. So evidently, it was not a calling. It was an occupation. It was a profession to them where they can get rich quick. Then when the people left, because because God shut the church down and the money was not coming in, like hirelings, they ran, as I predicted they would. Before this happened, before the plague, I said if we could lose and get rid of 50, over 50% of the pastors in the church, in churches, we might be able to get revival. And I believe the churches and the pastors that are left are doing great and doing fine. May God have mercy upon the hirelings who left us. And I have always said, since they started leaving, you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Especially on the Levites, the priests, the pastors, the preachers who were riding high one time, now you can't find them. Where are, by the way, where are? where are all the charismatic prosperity gospel preachers at they can they can really do some healing now they can really do some raising of the dead now don't get mad at me for mocking these preachers the great Elijah mocked these preachers he mocked them where's your God at your little G God he might be sitting on the toilet one, one version says it. Uh, uh, don't get mad at me. From you ought to feel sorry for the. I don't feel sorry for these priests, these pastors who are riding high and living high on the hog off the people, off the sheep. And now you, you can't you can't even get in your uh, office and preach to your people, preach the word, preach the gospel. You didn't care for them in the beginning. You only cared for yourself and for your paycheck and for your Bentley and your Cadillac and your Mercedes and your Jaguar, whatever you have, uh, and your big fine house on Chop Hill. And you pastors who used to get together and talk about what the people do for you and you have not done anything for them. The true pastors are still standing, they can't quit. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel, it's not in them to quit because God called them. Yours was not a calling, you are, you know, you're like Andy Stanley, a volunteer. A um, papa called, a mama called, somebody called you because you had a certain kind of shape of head, or somebody lied to you and told you you were a communicator, a good communicator. We need prophets, we need preachers, we don't need com- cute little communicators with a little cute diagrams. We don't need that. So, this judgment was on the Levites, her leaders, her priests, her teachers. That's what we have going on today. And many have died, many have quit. And the other half have died uh, not not total 100% but and the, next, the other 20-30% they have died you know why? For, taking, for giving communion unworthily taking communion unworthily while they were in a swinging group while they were committing adultery with Bo Peep and Sylvia while they were involved in homosexuality even though they preached against it they, they, they allow their daughters to have abortions to keep their paycheck coming in, but they march against it. On and on. The figures of a refiner's fire that burn out the dross from metal ores and laundry soap emphasize the effectiveness of God's spiritual purging of the nation. The result would be a pure class of Levites, refined like gold and silver. They will bring offerings in righteousness as in days gone by. This will contrast with Israel's unacceptable offerings, of which Malachi wrote. Following the return of the Lord and the judgment of Israel, offerings will be sacrificed in the kingdom shall we pray holy father god we praise you and we thank you for your word which is always apropos and on point and on time i don't know how you do it but uh it's been that way to me for over 42 years no matter where i read it i get something you speak to my heart. I don't know how you do it, but I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for doing it. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Help us now to apply it to our lives and to obey it. To share it with others in a discipleship way. To preach it, to teach it, and to proclaim your holy gospel so that others may come to know your Savior before it is eternally too late. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. sake. Amen. Now, beloved, we turn to the family verses. Some of you so-called Christians, you hate the family verses. You never read them yourself. You don't want anybody else to read them. You don't want to hear any preaching on it. That's why your hireling pastor didn't preach on it, because it wouldn't bring the money in. It would run the women away, and some men away, too. Uh, So we're in our family segment and I have dubbed this segment the family verses This is where God gives commandments not suggestions not advice Commandments to everybody in the family and we happen to be back around to the wife And this is the area I get the most flack from I don't get any flack when I preach hard from the Word of God, in a few verses underneath this, about the men. The men don't bother me. And I thank God for all the men who understand what I'm doing. And they, they have not bowed down to Jezebel, their wives, to try to attack me, maybe save one or two. One or two, one white, one black. Uh, they are so afraid of their wives, they were mad. Uh, Their wives are so mad at me for saying these things. What things? What I'm getting ready to read right now. And, And here's what the problem is in the church. Male or female. If you get mad at the word of God. Because it convicts you. Because it commands you to do something. And you don't want to do it. And you never do it. You never obey God to get the blessing that God has for you. There's only one reason why God has helped me to conclude. You have never been born again. I say that flat footed, looking you straight in your eyeballs. You have never been born again. It's not you've never been you have never been saved. Because, see, people who are truly born again, people who are truly, say, I know this is not sweet evangelical, sweet Baptist, and sweet charismatic theology. Your theology has caused us to be in a hellacious situation. Your man-made traditions in theology has failed families, churches, communities, States. I'm just saying the same thing Dr. Tony Evans has told you in a different way. He says it much nicer. Nations and uh, nation and world. Because if you uh, listen to me very carefully, if the family is jacked up, everything else after is going to be jacked up. And that's what we're seeing today. Just understand it, accept it. Get over it and, 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 you know, confess your sins and repent and get right with God. Your family is a mess. So your church is a mess. So your city is a mess. So your state is a mess. So your elementary school is a mess. So your middle school is a mess. So your high school is a mess. And so the government is a mess, the nation is a mess, and the world is a mess. Don't get mad at me. Go get your little children out of Mr. Mister's homosexual bar, dancing with transvestites. Don't bow your head, it's not time to pray. Don't come messing with me, persecuting me. Trying to turn uh, family members and friends against me. Go to my state of all places. My God help us. Go to the Carolina Panthers who just hired... A man masquerading as a woman, dressed up like a woman, a transvestite, to be an official cheerleader for the Carolina Panthers. All of this is South. Southern states. The Mr. Mr. Homosexual Bar that had children in it the other day giving homosexual transvestite men dollar bills and dancing on the stage with them with a sign behind that says it's not going to lick itself. You go and deal with that. Don't come messing with me. All across the country, elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, the teachers are hell bent. They're transvestites and homosexuals themselves. You have teachers who are dressed in drag, in your public school. And you want to get mad at me? Women? Because I preach that a woman ought to submit to her husband, a husband ought to love his wife, the children ought to obey their parents. You need to get the hell out of here with that foolishness. And go deal with the hell you're dealing with right now in your public school system. You mad at me? Because I believe the Bible and I preach the Bible that wives ought to submit to their husbands and obey their husbands and do what their husbands tell them to do. And you a lesbian. You don't even have a husband. Huh? Get out of here with that foolishness, man. This is what you need to be dealing with. And who knows? Some of the teachers out there who are full of hell and the devil and Satan and who are lesbians and, and, and transvestites, they might be behind the sacrifice of your children. What is that in Uvalde? Uvalde is a sweet little town south of me, and 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 a, a man's going to kill all these beautiful angelic children. There may be some others behind it. I know the devil is behind it, and the demons of hell are behind it. If how all of that went down. That's what they're doing to your children. You have sent your children to an elementary school and to a middle school and a high school where the teacher see, uh, thinks that they have the right to convert your children to homosexuality. And before you know it, they have changed their names and got your daughter's bre- breasts all binding up and have castrated your son without your knowledge or permission. They can't have, you, they can't have an abortion without your knowledge and permission right now in most places. But they can get their breasts cut off, the name changed, and the penis cut off, and and, and they say they're a girl now or a boy now. Cut the hair short. Look at your teachers. They're trying to make your children into them. The female teachers with the short haircuts, the, the transvestite teachers, don't get mad at me. I'm trying to save your family. The transvestite, uh, men with long hair, like a girl. We saw a picture the other day. Two men call themselves women now. uh, They're bicyclists. They beat the third woman, uh, who is a, a real woman, with a baby. And the two men, first place, second place, they're up there kissing and celebrating their victory while mom over here with the baby is hurt because she's been beat by two men. Yeah, So you, that's, that's what you want? You mad at me? Huh? Is that what you want? That's, that's, what, that's, that's the kind of mess you want going on? That's what's happening. In the world. And the church is powerless to stop it. And nobody can stop it. And could have stopped it like the church. Nobody. Nobody. We are guilty of allowing this foolishness to happen. In the church. Verse 22. Wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands. As unto the Lord. If you're not willing to do that my friend. You're not saved. The Jesus inside of you will tell you to do it. The Jesus inside of you will tell you to do a whole lot of things that your flesh does not want to do. Because your flesh is of the devil. It's wicked. It's evil, just like the devil. But if you're born again and you're saved, born again husbands don't have a problem loving their wives. But they're not going to love them the sweet evangelical Methodist Baptist way and let her have her way and and, and and lift her up as a queen when she's a Jezebel full of hell and the devil. They're not going to do that because that's love too. Rebuking your wife and saying no to your wife. You're not going out with your girlfriends on a cruise and leave me and your four children behind, your husband and your four children behind. No, you're not doing that. We have a job to do. We're not dating right now. We're married. You say, I don't like that. Well, don't get married. But if you get married, you got to do God's way or it's going to end up in a mess. Like most of the church marriages today. Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. Half the pastors are divorced and remarried. Half the deacon board divorced and remarried. Half the trustee board divorced and remarried. A church full of divorced and remarried people. No fault divorce. No grounds either from God's word and they don't care. Verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife. Even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body God said it that way and if you don't do it, these are not suggestions. These are not cool little tips for a happy marriage and family this is not little advice To make your family life better. No, these are commandments, man. You do what you're supposed to do. If you are saved, guess what will happen? The Jesus inside of you will lead you to do it. Because the Jesus inside of you will show you there's a blessing in being obedient to him. For Jesus Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That suggests that you may not want to keep his commandments, but if you love him you will You have to be saved to do so You have to be born again to love him See lost people don't love Jesus Saved people do See so wifey Are you willing to obey Jesus obey the Word of God and not try, and not listen to your uh, devilish friends who try to twist the word of God and say that that's not what the Bible means, when that's exactly what the Bible means. If you didn't want to do these things, you should have never gotten married. Number two, you won't be married long if you don't do these things if you claim to be a Christian. And even if you don't. Verse 24. Therefore as the church is subject unto Christ. So let the wives be to their own husbands. In everything. And therein lies a blessing when you obey God. And so we have one more day in this passage. And we will pick it up. If the Lord tarries is coming and we live. Next time right now let's pray for other people other families families that consider themselves christian families and families that don't and let's pray for others as well in fact you can pray all day long for others you should pray without ceasing for others because you think you're in trouble you think you have a problem just look around. There are people in a far worse situation than you are. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for this magnificent time together. In your word, even though the world rejects it, worldly lost Christians rejected, it is still true. And it will work if they are saved and will obey it. And Lord, now we pray for the salvation of those families that don't know you, the religious and the irreligious. We pray, Lord, for the revival of those families who do help them all to go to your word and even to the family verses and simply obey what the family verses say. And Holy Father God, we pray also for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, and for the comfort of the grieving in the mourning. Around the world, And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, that you would comfort them as only you can, draw them to yourself for salvation. We pray, Lord, for millions who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and other plagues. We pray for their salvation. We pray, Lord, for those who have lost loved ones over the past going on three years. There's no five steps of grief or seven steps of grief. It is grief until they die. And Holy Father God is only your grace that can sustain people. It's only your mercy, your love, and your strength, and your word and help people to remember that and to keep that in mind. And Lord, we pray now for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Michael Willie. We pray for the family and friends of Rhode Island resident Roland LaFlum. We pray for the family and friends of Arizona resident Steve Hilby. We pray for the family and friends of Alabama resident Reynard Jones. We pray for the family and friends of Louisiana resident Sissy Smith. And uh, I thank the Lord for the privilege to pray for these families over the past two years. Over two years now. Almost 800 services. And we pray also now, Lord, for all people who name the name of Jesus Christ as Savior. We pray that you will help us all to confess our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins and failures of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission for sadly it is universal. We pray also in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would help us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent and to get back to you our first love. And uh, Holy Father God, we also pray, Lord, today for all people who are in the ministry of government that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who uh, are sick, comfort those who are grieving. But Lord, we pray that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who have that problem, that they may lead according to your word in such a way that we may lead peaceful and quiet lives. And uh, Lord, I do pray also that Lord, you would protect the persecuted. Comfort those families, people, 50 people the families of the 50 people killed in a church in Nigeria. God have mercy upon them, comfort them as only you can, draw them to yourself and lead them on as only you can. And Holy Father God we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ now for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests not only today, but Lord, down through the years, we remember them in prayer. And we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon all of the people, thousands of folks and their families who have sent in uh, prayer requests. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers and giving us the stamina and the grace and the strength to pray for your people, and to pray for others uh, in the families of your people to be saved. And thank you for the thousands upon thousands of answers to prayer. And Lord, we pray now for Ameris, we pray for Jason, Michelle, and their families to get saved, restore their relationships with Tekla in Ameris, and help them to follow your direction. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi and we praise you and we thank you and we pray to you uh, in this particular prayer request. He's one of the first ones who has consistently praised, sent praises for the prayers answered that we have uh, agreed on and prayed on together and sent new prayer requests as well. We thank you, Lord, for him. Bless his life. And uh, he hardly ever pray sins uh, sends in a request for himself. As a true pastor does not do that as much. But he is always asking us to pray for others. And so we thank you, Lord, for this humble man of God. We pray now that you uh, Lord, we want to thank you together with him for the souls saved at their church meetings. Thank you for the good report from the meeting in Saroti. Thank you for Timothy's continued recovery. Please heal Melanie's eyes and bless the surgery. Please bless them with a water well. Please comfort Greg's family after he was killed in a motorbike accident. Enable them to register church properties with the government. Deliver them from economic hardships. Bless them with peaceful elections. Bless them with church construction and financial resources uh, for open-air gospel crusades. Bless them as they fast and pray. And help us, Lord, to fast and pray with them. We pray also, Lord, for Vicky. Please comfort Terry, Mark, and all of Tennessee as they recover from the tornadoes. Uh, bless Don's surgery to go well. Heal Tom and give Josh and Lynn wisdom. Heal Henry of a brain tumor, pardon me, and heal his wife from a stroke and save them both. And now, Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry. And we pray for them, that they would grow in the faith and stand strong in the faith. We pray for Brother Sosim uh, Paija Dennis in Kampala, Uganda. We pray for Karo. We pray for Japheth. We pray for Vincent. We pray for Jafan and we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and never get back into a backslidden state. We pray for Oye, Esther, Matthias, Joyce, and Neil. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And now, Holy Father God, pray. we pray for some more to come to know you. As Savior. As they hear the gospel. Right now. Dear friend. If you're with us today. And you're not saved. You're not a follower of Christ. uh, You're not born again. uh, With the free pardon of your sins. Taken care of. Here's how you can be saved. Today. First accept the fact. That you are a sinner. And that you have broken God's law. His Ten Commandments. We all have. From the Pope on down. We all have sinned. Against God. We have broken his Ten Commandments. These things may seem like small things to you, but they're not to God. Lying is a grave great offense against God. You know why the beautiful Miss Heard lost that case uh, to Johnny Depp because she lied. And she is still in trouble. She committed perjury. You cannot lie in a courthouse. You cannot lie to federal agents. You will get yourself in trouble with man. That will cause you to have to pay a great price. Now, if you can get yourself in trouble with man from lying, now you know you're in trouble with God from multiple lies. May God help you. May God help your soul. Stealing, purloining, robbing, or you may not go into a jewelry store and with a hammer and break up things like we see happening today in this lawless society in which we live, but do you steal from your husband? Do you steal from your wife? Do you steal from your children? Children, do you steal from your parents and say so you'll pay it back later? It's still stealing. You got to confess that and give the money back. How about lusting your heart out by looking at pornography? But yet you claim to be a Christian. And at the same time you claim to be addicted. That is an impossibility. Christians are not addicted to any sins. Period. Not if they are truly Christians and they have Jesus living on the inside of them because Jesus can't be addicted to nothing. And you have Jesus living on the inside of you. He's going to tell you to stop that. And if you don't stop it. He's going to chastise you. Through broken fellowship. First. And that's tough. But he's got some other. Ways to chastise you. And to tighten the vice down on you. For your vices. Yes he does. Let me help all of you people. God knows how. To get your attention. God knows how to deal with you. He's doing it right now. Some of you don't want to accept it. And you want to act like there's nothing going on. There's a whole lot going on. That's coming from God. He has not totally squashed you yet. Because of his mercy. His love and his grace. And because of the prayers of the saints. Like myself. The Bible says in Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. How about uh, dishonoring your parents, disobeying your parents? How about that? Hating your parents who helped you to get to where you are. How about dishonoring God by taking his holy name in vain? That's just five of the Ten Commandments. I have not, I have not uh, even mentioned adultery or killing somebody. I know you know about them, but i just named five. And you're guilty of them, just like the Pope is, the Dalai Lama is, even Pastor Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church, is, and I am too. You say, didn't you say you've been preaching for 42 years? How could you be a sinner? Very easily. I was born a sinner. And you're a sinner too. And if it wasn't not for the grace of God, I, I would still be sinning. So we're all sinners. We all, therefore, deserve to go to hell. So second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. That means that you're going to die because of your sins. You're not going to die because of cancer. You're not going to die because of a car crash. You're not going to die because somebody shot you. That's a means of death. The main reason why you're going to die is because you are a sinner. We're all sinners. And if God will allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth, hanging on nothing but his power, Then he will allow you to go to hell. To spend eternity. Because somebody has to pay for sins. Your sins. Either you're going to pay for it in hell. This is God's way. This is God's justice. And God does not play contrary to what you think. Stop thinking that God's going to somehow let you get by. That your good works are going to out... uh, do your bad works. It doesn't work that way. He will allow you to go to hell to spend eternity to pay for your sins if you do not believe in his son and receive his son, Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. Third, accept the fact, therefore, that you are on the road to hell. You love to party hard and jam, jam, boogie, boogie, and let the good times roll. You love to have sex with whoever you want to. You love to get drunk every night. You love to uh, lie and steal and cheat and lust on the pornography machine. You love to dishonor your parents. You love to use God's name in vain. You love to see people murdered and killed. And and you love to participate in it. You love to commit adultery and homosexuality. Well, you're going to hell, my friend. You don't want to believe in Jesus Christ. You reject Jesus Christ. You claim to be an agnostic. You claim to be an atheist. Well, prepare to go to hell. And you're on the road to hell right now. And Jesus Christ, who you still honor on Christmas and on Easter, and some of you even go to church on Christmas and on Easter for tradition's sake, but you know that you're lost and on your way to hell. And some of you Catholics are big time on that. I'm preaching to you too, the church folks, religious folk. And the irreligious who don't go to church at all. Here's where Jesus Christ, who you still honor, who you still respect, even Walmart shuts down for Jesus Christ, my dear friend make no mistake about it. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9:43 through 48 in one of his famous sermons on many sermons on hell, for he preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. He preached more on hell than the prophets and the apostles and more than anybody else, because he truly knows that there is a hell. He made it for the devil and his angels. But if you act like the devil and follow the devil and disobey like the devil and reject Jesus Christ and disrespect Christ like the devil, you're going to hell with the devil. Hell does not have room for you, but hell, it is said in the Bible, expands itself. Just last week, NASA said they found hell in the lake of fire. And if thy hand, Jesus Christ said, offend thee, cut it off, it is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter, halt, into life, than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire, into the fire, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, You love looking at pornography. You say you're addicted to pornography. Looking at somebody else's behind. And vagina and penis and all of that. If the eye offend thee. Or causes you to sin against God and against yourself. Plug it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God. With one eye. Than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Where their worm dieth not. And the fire is not quenched. You say, preacher, you ought not to try to scare us. Scare you from what? Hell number one? Hell number two? Hell number three? What? What do you what? Scare you what for what? No, I'm just repeating to you what Jesus said. I have nothing to tell you other than what Jesus says, man. What the Word of God says, that's all I have. It's not my words. I'm just being obedient to Jesus who told me to preach his word. I learned a long time ago, it's all about what God says, not what I say. Now, wait a minute. This is the same Jesus Christ who spoke of love. The same God, same Jesus, who is love. The personification of love. Nobody is more loving than God and nobody is more loving than his son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world. Hell is bad. Hell is sad. Hell is bad news. I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ said the most important words in the history of the world, the most loving words, the most magnificent words ever said. Plato can't touch them. Aristotle can't touch them. Shakespeare can't touch them. Milton can't touch them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Just believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you. So that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul, and he will. He will save your soul. If he can save me, a man who hated his dad for no reason other than that he was a preacher and a Christian, and I carried his name and I wanted to be bad, who hated therefore the church church people, lost and on my way to hell, but religious, had already been baptized a couple of times, had already spoken in some unknown tongue, which I didn't know what I was doing, and already shouted in the church, because you had to show some kind of evidence of being, say, I was lost and on my way to hell, and guess what, I didn't even know I was going to hell, that's why I preach on hell every day. Because I want you to know. That when you shut your eyes in death. You will wake your eyes up in hell. If you have never believed. In the Lord Jesus Christ. As your Lord and Savior. That's guaranteed. God does not play. God is very loving. But he does not play. Jesus is very loving. He is the personification of love. But he does not play. Because there's two sides to love. God. Still loves you even though you go to hell. Even when you go to hell. Because he loves you so much. He's not going to put you in heaven. Because you're going to be miserable in heaven. he's not going to let you tap his heaven. And bring hell up there. That's an act of love too. He's giving you what you have wanted all of your life. Sin and evil. And wanting to do what you want to do. You don't want to do what Jesus told you to do. So there you go. You hated righteousness, you hated godliness, you hated purity, okay? Well, go to hell with the rest of the people who hated the same. And God does not put you in hell, you put yourself. Because you hear me right now, all over the world. So pray and ask him to come into your heart. For Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven to be with God. God's not going to make you, hear me well, God is not going to make you get saved. God does not touch our will He's not going to do that and I can't make you. I'm so thankful for getting saved myself if I had the power to make you I would but I, I it's, it's your choice. It's up to you you are a free a moral agent you have a will. you can choose to trust Christ as savior. Or you can choose to reject Christ and go to hell throughout eternity. I would highly recommend and I uh, tell you straightforwardly that you ought to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. He will save your soul from the power of sin and the punishment of sin. Make your choice right now. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Pardon me and pray with me the sinner's prayer call on the name of the Lord and be saved today Let's pray repeat after me phrase by phrase If you're sincere and you mean it from your heart and you're believing in your heart In Jesus Christ as your Savior and his gospel that he suffered bled and died on the cross For your sins was buried and rose on the third day. That's the good news. That is the gospel Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I have, I admit that I have done evil in your sight repeatedly. I understand that I deserve to go to hell for my sins. I understand that I do not deserve to go to heaven. For Jesus Christ's sake and Jesus Christ's sake only, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of my sins, my failures and my faults. For I understand that church membership can't save me. I understand that baptism can't save me. I understand that giving money to the church can't save me. That I must humbly and simply believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power, Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil lifestyle. And to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your holy name I pray. Amen. Now dear friend of mine, if you truly believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. As your Lord and Savior. That Jesus Christ suffered, bled and died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John ten nine. the book is based upon this verse, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you believed in him as he told you to do as your savior today, please email us today and let us know at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com so that we can give you some free material immediately to help you grow in the faith and be the disciplined disciple that Jesus and that God wants you to be, so that they can bless you real good in your life. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved. God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, do not hold me to it, but Lord willing, I'll see you this evening in a few hours with another message from the Word of God. Let's all stand for our closing prayer, and until we meet again, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing and meditate on the Word of God that you heard today, and let it change your life. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done, not only today, but for the magnificent uh, day you gave us on yesterday and the day before that, and all of the past two weeks have been absolutely magnificent. Uh, and uh, we give you the glory, praise, and honor. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you will do. Glorify your holy name. Lift up your holy son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we pray. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.